Hey y'all, welcome back to the Lab Lounge. We're your hosts, Amber and Yvette, and this is LL102 Thanksgiving Feast. So today we're going to be really focused on Thanksgiving, and we'll talk a little bit about chemistry and a little bit just about life. And so to get started off, something that we like to do around Thanksgiving is talk about what we're grateful for. So this year I am pretty grateful to be a student here at SAU, as well as being able to hang out with my family for once, because when I moved, I wasn't able to like travel home during the holidays, so I'm really grateful to have that to experience again. I'm also really grateful for all the friendships that I've made this year, as well as the connections and like networking generally. All right, so something I'm really grateful for is this podcast. I think it's really cool that we have two female chemistry majors, because STEM is typically a male-dominated area, and so the fact that our podcast is hosted by two female STEM majors I think is something that's really cool and something that I'm extremely grateful for the opportunity to have. It just makes me really excited to see what the future of STEM holds for us. I definitely wouldn't wish for a different co-host, so. I'm extremely grateful for my (laughs) co-host, not biased at all as she's sitting across from me here. Some other things that I'm grateful for are, like Yvette said, my friends and family and getting to spend time with them and getting to see them. Thanksgiving is a great time to reconnect with friends from my high school years. And so it's always fun to go home and get to see them and then just get to spend a week with my family. So another thing we're going to talk about is our Thanksgiving plans. Everybody's Thanksgivings, everybody's families look really different. And so we wanted to talk a little bit about what our Thanksgivings look like. Yeah, my my Thanksgiving. So there's a few members of my household who do not enjoy turkey. So we usually end up doing like a rib roast. So we'll have prime rib for Thanksgiving. We have prime rib for most holidays, actually. Fancy. We're pretty, pretty intense red meat people, but that's okay. (laughs) We also, how, what are we else going to have? Our sides are going to be Brussels sprouts, steamed carrots, sweet potatoes, and stuffing. Obviously a Thanksgiving staple. Yes. Well, it's not my favorite, but that's okay. I sometimes forget that you guys can't see me. There was a really intense eye roll that I just directed towards the vet there. So do you just, is it just you and your immediate family or do you have other people that come? Yes. So it's me, my parents, my older brother, and then my dad's mom, who, so my grandma, she's going to be 99 next month. Oh, wow. So yeah, she's killing it. Yes, she is. Mm -hmm. That's pretty amazing. So my Thanksgiving looks much different than yours, Yvette. Mm -hmm. This year is going to be a small Thanksgiving for me and my family, and we're going to have about 20 people in our house. What's a large Thanksgiving look like? How many people is that? 30 or 40. Me and my family host Thanksgiving every year for my dad's side of the family, mainly. But then we also invite my mom's side, and we kind of invite anyone who doesn't have a place to go. Mm -hmm. And so we just welcome people into our home, and we have a huge Thanksgiving day. So a lot of people arrive at my house on Wednesday and then spend the night. And then on Thursday, we wake up and we start cooking at like 7, 8 a.m. I've always been in charge of my cousin's kids because I'm the youngest on my dad's side of the family. And so it was always my job to babysit them while all of the adults cooked. Has that role changed this year? No, it did the past couple of years, partially due to COVID, partially due to my older cousins who were having kids they weren't traveling with their kids, and so it shied away from me being the babysitter. But this Thanksgiving, my cousin is coming with her twin two-year-olds and her three- or four-year-old son, and so I'm in charge of watching them. 
I we are also throwing a birthday party for the twins because their birthday is recently. It's Buzz Lightyear themed and my mom was very excited to get to decorate the house and throw a big birthday party because it's something she hasn't gotten to do in years. That's so um, cute. But yeah, so this year will be pretty small. We're only having 20 people coming and I think only about 10 are spending the night at the house. But after we spend all day cooking, we eat early afternoon to like, like so like between two and four o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then everyone goes and takes a nap to prepare for Black Friday shopping. This is a huge deal in my family. We go hard. We look at the magazines. We plan out who's going to what store, what we're getting. Yeah, so that's all planned out. And then once it's time for the stores to start opening, the people going shopping head out and the people staying home take the kids. And we're out for hours. And it's a lot of fun. It's a little chaotic. But it's a lot of fun. It sounds like organized chaos, though, since you guys have everything all planned out. Yeah. Since we've been doing it for so long, we've kind of gotten the, like, routine of it down. No, that makes sense. And then this year, being a small year with only 20 people isn't bad. For our, like, food for Thanksgiving dinner, we have a turkey and a ham. And then we have stuffing, mashed potatoes, a bunch of other sides. There's some people in my family that are gluten-free and vegan, so we have some gluten-free and vegan options. And then we have a bunch of appetizers, Mm -hmm. and we set the appetizers out around like 10 a.m., and that's kind of, we just spend all day snacking until like 2 o'clock when Grandpa gets there, and that's when we have actual Thanksgiving dinner. It's a day of a lot of food, a lot of chaos, multiple high V trips, because we always find that forget we something. forgot something. Yes. Yep. No Thanksgiving, I think, is is safe without going to the store at least once or twice. Oh, 100%. I, there was one year that I drove to high V and back to my house like six times, and every time I got back to my house, I had to leave again because we found something else that was missing, and they didn't like catch it in time. And so... Did they give you gas money for that? Oh, 100%. Okay, good. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yes. that's a lot of trips to the store. They also bought me Starbucks or Dunkin'. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. So I got coffee out of it too, which was pretty, pretty good. great. Free food is always wonderful. Oh, yes. Those that cook get coffee, and I always do the appetizers before the kids that I babysit get up. So I always get coffee, which is pretty nice. I don't have to go spend $6 on a really expensive coffee. Somebody does it for me. Good. <laughs> Better their money than yours. Exactly. because <laughs> you're a college student. And I'm broke. That too. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. So have you ever wondered what goes on inside the oven during Thanksgiving? I haven't, but tell me more of it. Tell me about what happens when you cook a Thanksgiving meal or really any meal, the chemistry behind it. So in my family, when we cook for Thanksgiving, a lot of things go in our oven. Specifically, my favorite side is sweet potatoes. Mm. We usually do sweet potato medallions. So we will like cut them into like circles, put them on a sheet pan, and then mix brown sugar and butter together to make like a sugar paste. Mm -hmm. And then we dollop that on top of each medallion before we stick it in the oven. Okay. And then since the paste is kind of, like we use softened butter, so it's not melted already. When we put it in, obviously the sugar will brown and the butter will brown too. So you get this nice sugar crust on top of the sweet potatoes. Basically what happens is it's an endothermic reaction. So an endothermic reaction happens in your oven. So your oven is your surroundings and your system is your sweet potato and the butter. As the oven heats up, it releases heat into your sweet potato and your butter because that's the colder of the right two things. And heat goes from hot to cold, like it moves to the colder areas. It goes into the butter and causes it to melt because it's heating the butter up. Mm-hmm. And so that's a chemical reaction mm-hmm. happening in your oven on Thanksgiving Day. 
Something that you normally wouldn't think about, but it happens all the time. Yeah, just like boiling water. So when you boil water, you're heating up the water, which is your system, the surroundings. It's another endothermic reaction. And you start to see bubbles forming, right? That's because the water is getting so hot that it's going from its liquid state to its gaseous state. There's the transition between the two states and you get bubbles forming because the bubbles are forming on the bottom of the pot where it's the hottest because it's the closest to the heat source. Mm -hmm. And then they're moving upward because gas wants to rise and it's forming gas. That's what steam is. Steam is just gaseous water. It's just vapor. Vapor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's another time where you'll see chemistry happening in your everyday life when you're cooking. If you have to boil water for noodles or if we're sticking with the Thanksgiving theme, if you're boiling water to make hard-boiled eggs or to make mashed potatoes, you're having a chemical reaction happening in front of you. And it doesn't seem like it because it's just water and heat, but the water is transforming from liquid to gas, which is a chemical reaction. It's a state change. Mm -hmm. Other chemistry-related things would be, like, digestion, where the enzyme, after you've finished your meal and are, like, so tired because you're, you've just put yourself into a food coma from eating so much delicious food. Time to go sit on the couch. Time to go take a power nap, honestly. So after you've eaten and everything and you get that, like, weird, like, serotonin state because you're just so full and you're just so tired, your body is digesting all of that food. And it takes a lot of energy to digest, and you get energy out of digesting, which you regain back after the enzymes and everything, like, attack the food that you have consumed. Mm -hmm. So you get ADP and ATP, which is basically chemical energy Mm -hmm. that your body needs to be able to function. So we all know that there are a lot of emotions to be felt on Thanksgiving. For me, there's a lot of stress because I have a lot of people in my house Mm -hmm. and there's normally a lot of children and there's normally some alcohol consumption happening. And all of those things together can be a very chaotic and stressful situation, especially if you're one of the few sober people in the room, which I always am. And so I feel a lot of stress on Thanksgiving. When I feel stress, that is my brain releasing a chemical or a hormone that makes me feel that way. So this is another way that chemistry plays into your everyday life or Thanksgiving specifically, mm-hmm. is you're feeling this emotion and that's because your brain released a hormone, which is a chemical, and your body starts to feel that. A lot of other people, you get to see family that you haven't seen in a while or friends that you haven't seen in a while, and so you feel a lot of happiness. When you feel happiness, that's again a hormone being released into your body, that's a chemical being released into your body, And those chemicals are like serotonin and dopamine and endorphins, and you just feel happy. There are obviously other emotions that you feel, but it all comes down to the same thing. It's your brain releasing chemicals or hormones, and you start to feel differently. Mm -hmm. And so that's some of the brain chemistry behind Thanksgiving Day and all of the excitement and chaos that it can bring. And what's so cool is that, like, all of this happens on, like, a day-to-day basis. You just don't even realize it because it's just so common, but not necessarily common knowledge that everything is chemistry. Yeah. You don't think about how everything happening around you is related to chemistry Mm -hmm. in some way. Or you could draw parallels to chemistry in some way because it's such a vast topic. Mm -hmm. But it's something that you interact with every day in your life. When you walk outside in the fall or winter and it's cold outside, when you walk outside, you're warm. 
but as you get into the cool air, your heat is going to escape you because heat travels from warm places to cooler places. That's just how it works. And so you start to feel colder the longer you're outside. Your body temperature is dropping. And then when you go back inside, the opposite happens. You start to warm up again because the heat of the room is attracted to you since you're the cold system in that area. Mm-hmm. And so that's chemistry. That's looking at different types of reactions happening. You can draw those parallels to an endothermic and exothermic reaction. And it just, chemistry is always happening around us. And I don't think we think about that a lot. And a lot of people are like, why does chemistry relate to me? Why do I need to learn it? Well, it's It's so important. It's everywhere. Like you need to understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you don't need to, but I think it's really cool to understand what's going on and understand like, When I'm boiling water to make my dinner, chemical reaction, like there's chemistry right in front of me. So that you said you're really grateful for your time here at St. Ambrose and being a student here. Can you touch a little bit more on that and how that's impacted you? I am really grateful for my time here at St. Ambrose. It's definitely more of a family here than my previous experience at the University of Montana, just because it is such a small university. I have great connections with all the faculty now because they see me every day, which is kind of interesting. (laughs) It's not something that I thought I would ever be able to have through like a college experience, but I'm so grateful that I get to have that kind of experience here because I feel like there's more opportunities that way. Yeah, I think that's something that is super cool about St. Ambrose, which I think we touched a little bit on in our last episode, is just how personable it is. You get to know your professors, you get to know your peers. And I think that's super important because when you're looking for recommendations for your future, whether you're going to apply to grad school or if you're just going out into the workforce right away, you're going to need letters of recommendation. And having a professor that knows you on a personal level, not a professor that had you in a class of 500 other students. They don't really know who you are. You're that one kid who maybe you're a brunette, maybe you're a blonde. I don't really know what you look like. If you're in a big class, you don't have that connection with your professor and you get a very generic letter of recommendation but when you're sitting in a classroom of we have a class of six for our quantitative analysis class when you're sitting in a class of six you know your professor really well because you interact with them so much you have three lecture periods with them a week and a lab you're spending six hours a week with this person like you get to know them well and they get to know you well Mm -hmm. And that's something that's super cool about St. Ambrose or small schools is just getting to know your professors and learning about them. Like I've learned so much about my professors that I doubt I would have learned if I was at a big university. And I'm not trying to say that big universities aren't good schools. They are and they work great for some people. They don't work great for me. I need to be in a small classroom where I can get to know my professors. Where you feel like an individual and not just like a part of a collective. Yeah. That makes sense. Like they know who you are because of the work that you do and because they see you face to face every day or three times a week or however many times they see you I don't know how to explain it it's just well I mean if you think about high school or middle school or elementary school your teacher knew your name and coming to college that's not something that you automatically get here at St. Ambrose at least in all of my classes that I can remember except for maybe my COVID classes which that was COVID was a rough just rough time but also a different circumstance I was wearing a mask half the time I was online it made sense that my professors didn't necessarily know my name but now that we're out of COVID well not out of COVID now that we're transitioning transitioning out out of COVID um my professors know my name I'm walking across campus and see one of them and they'll say hi to me and they know my name but if I was at a bigger university my professor wouldn't know my name 
they're going to teach, I don't know how many classes of 500 students. They're not going to learn their students' names and faces. And that's not on them. It's impossible. You can't do it. You don't interact with them enough to get that because there's so many of them. I'm not someone who goes to office hours very often, but that I think would like in a bigger school, that I think would be the only way to have that connection if you go to their office hours. And even then, like you don't know how much time you're going to get with them or how many other students are there. Exactly. And how often do you go? Like in order to get to know a professor on that on the level that we get to know our professors, Mm -hmm. you'd have to be at every single one of their office hours taking up a lot of time to try to equate to what we get. That's just something that I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. and something I'm super grateful for. Yeah. So that's another thing I'm really grateful for this Thanksgiving is my ability to get to know my professors and have them get to know me mm-hmm. and the very personable atmosphere that is St. Ambrose. And I also think at like a bigger school, at least like in my opinion, having a podcast like this on like an informal basis or whatever, I definitely wouldn't have been able to have an opportunity like this at a bigger school. Well, especially as chemistry majors. Right. Like I, podcasts, I think of journalism or English majors, mm-hmm. communication majors, people that are going to maybe be going into a job field that's similar to having a podcast. I would never see myself as a chemistry major starting a podcast. And so that's something that I wouldn't have had the opportunity to do somewhere else. Something that I do have the opportunity to do because we're at a smaller school where they want majors to interact with other other majors majors or like the chemistry department to interact with our radio station here, which is how we get to host a podcast is because they're letting us use their equipment. I'm also very grateful for that. 100%. Thank you so much. Have you ever traveled for Thanksgiving? Strangely enough, I have not. Interesting. So uh, my family, for as long as I can remember, has always hosted Thanksgiving. Or with COVID, my family didn't host Thanksgiving because there's people in my family that are at higher risk. And so we weren't going to open it up to everyone because we were really concerned about our safety. We were concerned about my extended family safety because we knew that they might feel pressure to come when they didn't when it wasn't safe for them to. And so we didn't host Thanksgiving, but instead we did like a family Zoom call so that everyone could see each other still. And it was definitely really weird because it was the first time in my life that I hadn't had like a big Thanksgiving, double digits worth of people in my house on Thanksgiving Day. And it was just me and my brothers and my brother's fiance and my parents. And it was definitely strange. Like we went from having 30 people at Thanksgiving to having six And that just was super strange. But because we always hosted, we never traveled. We were always in town at our house with my entire family there. And it was just a big like. That's so sweet, though. Honestly. Yeah. Have you ever traveled for Thanksgiving? So I've spent the last three or four Thanksgivings since 2018 with my family in Montana. So we would normally go to my Uncle Fred's house and he and my Uncle Emery would just make such good food and it was pretty much my immediate family there. It was a it was like a big family-ish gathering from people that I didn't really get to see as often as I would have liked, but that's that's also on me a little bit. But no, I was grateful for my time there to spend with my family and all the friends that I made there. Yeah. I thought it was nice going back and being able to see some of your Montana people. Yeah. That you don't get to see a whole lot. Yeah, I just went back this past August for my friend's mom's wedding, and that was fantastic. I had such a good time. It was so nice to see all the people that I wanted to see. Catch up. 
Yeah. And then I missed some people, actually, which was part of my poor planning, but I also was only there for really Sam, so... Yeah, couldn't see everyone. And yeah, it was a wedding, so we were running around doing, like, running errands and stuff, so it was hard to find time. So yes, I have traveled. Thank you for sharing, Yvette. So that is all we have for you guys today in our Thanksgiving feast episode. Thank you so much for joining us. We are so grateful to have you back listening, and we can't wait to... See you all again. See you next time. But don't forget, before we go, do not forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Lab Lounge SAU and SAU Chemistry on TikTok. And then please send us questions at labloungesau at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you guys. Yeah, send us questions of things you want to us to talk about, whether it's chemistry related, whether it's life related. We are more than w- willing to talk about different topics as long as we feel comfortable talking about them. Um, and so send us your ideas for what we can talk about next. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out, out with us this week. Um, we'll see you next time in LL103.